All right, y'all. To my left is Cody Creighton. Howdy. This is Stephanie James. And you're listening to Topa Talk. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That's right. Today we have a gentleman named Samuel Hagen from Oklahoma. Yes, he was born and raised in Eric, Oklahoma. He is a prolific photographer. Uh, he is in Ojai visiting his girlfriend. And I actually just met him at random chance. And for some reason, the universe was like, ask him to be on your podcast. And I'm so glad you did because the words he spoke were as beautiful as the photos he takes. And I'm so excited to get this podcast going. So let's do it. Let's go. So, Sam, welcome. You're here visiting Ojai. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yes, I am. And I'll tell you what, I just woke up to a beautiful morning, and, I, and I'm and i so glad to wake up to every day. But this morning, uh, last night, I was listening to the rain, and then walking the streets of Ojai, and the sun's out, and the moisture, and the reflections in the water puddles. It's great to be here. It is great. How, what brought you to Ojai? Well, I was born in Sonoma County, and I left there when I was a baby, and uh, I run into a woman named charm rob and she's heard about me for many years back home and her mother lives in eric oklahoma and she goes back and visits with her and her mother kept telling her she said i've got a photographer you need to meet you need to meet so one day she just <laughs> come around the corner and uh here's charm rob and <laughs> she's actually been the backbone to oh. she's been like a fuselage like like i feel like i feel like a it's kind of strange but sometimes i feel like i rock it and i'm and i'm shooting off but my rockets you know been traveling for about 20 years and then she comes along and added a lot of more fuel to it yeah she's she's like become the backbone to another stage of the rocket uh-huh she brings in the digital and the computers i didn't have none of this uh-huh she brought all this world to me yeah and she's like my manager, or she's not really a manager, but she keeps me, she keeps me going in the new world. Yeah, yeah. And she's showing me things that I didn't have no idea what to do. So, so <laughs> she's brought in another stage to, to my journey of twenty years. And and Charm is your girlfriend as well, correct? Yeah, she's my girlfriend, and, uh-huh. and actually just a really good friend. Yeah, she's a we become great friends. Oh, well, that's so. And wonderful. she's brought in a lot of, a lot of things like the universe that I never, and I may have knew about it, but she's she's brought it to my attention more. Oh, I feel like that's the sign of a good partnership. Yeah, no for kidding. sure. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your life story. Well, I like to begin uh, with a phone call. Phone call. Uh, the phone rang one day, and Eric and uh, I couldn't breathe for a long time. And almost six months or so, I got to where I just couldn't breathe at all, and I was losing a lot of weight. Had a lump coming out of my chest and so i finally I, I just didn't i couldn't breathe anymore so i went to the emergency room and they took x-rays and i knew what it was i said it's cancer and they said well we don't know that but you need to go immediately to the specialist in oklahoma city so i get there and uh yeah i got i got cancer how Two, old were you sorry i was 23 okay oh uh, i believe i was 23 and uh I wasn't doing photography then at the time, but uh, anyway, so so I found I had cancer, and uh, actually, I found out later that I had three weeks to live. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was, at I was, 23. At 23, had three weeks. <sighs> so, I immediately started chemo and radiation, and, and the radiation followed, but what got me was one day going to the hospital, 
I was telling, I believe I told Stephanie to share this story. I walked in and met Stephanie one day, and I said, "Look, I just sat down. She's very, she's very welcoming." And I said, "Look, this is my story." I just <laughs> threw my camera up there and I said, "This is who I am." I had no idea about this show, and um, so anyway, so I'm traveling down the highway, with my sister to the hospital, and I look over at a simple tree on the side of the highway, and I could see all the life in that tree. I never seen the life in the tree before like I did that day. Mm-hmm. So then. I thought, this world's going too fast. People, are, we're, we're not seeing the simplicity, the beauty of so many things around us, and we're just passing right by the highways, the roads, the vehicles. So I thought, well, and then in the back of my mind, I thought, what if I could photograph those things and share them with people that are in that fast lane, but I don't want to be in the fast lane. I'm seeing a different lane. So that's how that all started, and then I met a good friend of mine, as we as little as kids, I run into her one night, and she. I asked her, "What are you doing now?" And my still had my I think I was bald, lost all my hair, and she said, "I'm a editor for a newspaper." I said, "Well, I used to write stories, and school seemed to seem they seemed to like them." She said, well, "Won't you come over Monday and work for me?" And it's as simple as that. I, I loaded my yellow lab dog in the car. Pulled up there, I walked through the door. She hands me an old camera and says, "Start taking pictures, writing stories about them." What an oh opportunity! My and that's how it all started. That's the universe right there. Yeah, that's and a that's great what I mean. I finally started connecting lately with. I was in this universe the whole time, but I didn't know. Right. And now I come to places like this, and y'all, and it's like I understand this now. Now, Sam, you you take the most beautiful photos. You were just showing us some of your your photos. A lot of sunsets, a lot of nature, a lot of horses and things do you feel like a calling of yours is to maybe help this world slow down a little bit and appreciate the oh things? my god i can't believe you said that i've been on four tv shows back home the first one was discover oklahoma it was a beautiful be- beautiful filming had an old bus and turned into my rolling gallery there's just so much that i'm putting in this book yeah i'm doing a book so, uh, <laughs> the third book <laughs> okay so i'm excited about that so that's where i'm at so in this in this in this in this TV show, I can remember crossing the river and they're filming me and I'm mic'd up and I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I told them I said I'm going to share Western Oklahoma with the world. And here I am. I went to New York two years ago driving an old pickup. I went all the way to New York, Niagara Falls, camped out the whole way. I've left that master's light. Okay, sorry, the book's coming up. But yeah, what was your question again? I was just you know it it seems to me like. The photos that you you were showing me today, for instance, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. It's almost like upon meeting you and seeing your artwork and your photos, it's it does it does help you slow down and appreciate things and think. Oh, that's what I was talking about yeah. in that movie. Is is oh in the next in the next TV show, which was called "Is This a Great State or What?" Galen Culver, News Channel Four. Is this a great state or what? Anyway, in that movie, I could remember saying, "We need to slow down. Mm-hmm. We need to hit the brake pedal and slow down." Yeah. And some people, and that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm, that's just what I'm talking about. Why do yeah. you think how, in like what way do you think people are living too fast and why is that bad? You know, I can, well, I can sit on the side of the highways and in a fast pace. I walk, I ride a bicycle. A lot of times I walk. I can sit there and look in. I can, it's like Jesus sitting on a mountain looking down on the city. Mm-hmm. I can look in on it. I see, I see people in the road rage. I see them just texting and wrecking and killing themselves and, it's too fast yeah we it's and i understand we have to go places but 
I don't know. Well, you know, I, we we survived. We survived before with without any with of this. less. And you know, we had less, but we had more. Yeah, we knew our neighbors. We don't know our neighbors anymore. Nobody, or at least back where I come from. I don't know. The yeah. big cities just. The big cities are scary. For I me. went to L.A. for two weeks a while, and I really enjoyed it. I rode the subways. I always wanted to do that. Spent uh, Christmas Eve down there. Great visit with a man at a little wine bar. Christmas morning, I got up early, went down to L.A. and and seen all the homeless waking up off the streets, and no one else is there. But I don't know. That's I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have two books out already, and you're working on your third. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about each one? Started out with the Master's Light of Testimony. I was told through, I don't know how you want to take this, but I was told to put in four testimonies on this book. So I went around, and as a newspaper reporter, I had that background, so I went around and interviewed some people about some testimonies about cancer. And they survived it. And so I put the four testimonies in, and and I titled it The Master's Light, A Testimony. So then... What was that experience like for you as a cancer survivor to go around and meet others? Oh. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a connection. Yeah, for sure. You're connected with them. Um, Bonded I, in, no, in a way a lot of other people probably no can't understand. understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're connected with them. So... Um, they 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 love to share their stories, and I love to print it because it needs to be told. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So I was real excited about that, and then so the next book I printed, uh, these two were self published, and the next one I printed was called The Master's Light: A Journey. Well, most of them I give away because I'm trying to see. I believe in this book. I believe in the pictures. I'm not chasing the money, and so. So I want to show, I want to like seed the world with this book. So I live close to an information center back on Interstate 40. And, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but I guess I'm telling the world now. <laughs> <laughs> I usually try to keep this quiet, but I'm letting it all go. <laughs> Why not? Uh, so I would hand it to people and just give them to them. And you wouldn't believe this. The look on their face when you give someone something. They're, they're like, oh, my God, you're giving. You know, when you, when you get away from the money thing and, and break that. I said, here, take this book and please pay it forward. You know, have you ever heard the movie Pay It Forward? Yeah. Uh-huh. So take this book and pay it forward. And just, I want it to go. I just want, I want to see the earth. So, yeah. So then I traveled. So I got in with a uh, railroad company and, and, and that was a blessing. And they paid me to photograph the trains back home. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's cool. A, yeah, it was a blessing. So wonderful woman named Judy and uh, Judy Petrie. So. And the owner was George, and he lived in Maine. So anyway, they got a railroad company in Finger Lakes. I never, I hadn't left Eric in 40 years. I haven't been anywhere, really. So I jumped in my old truck, and I took off and drove, camped out, and went to Finger Lakes and photographed those trains at Finger Lakes, New York. And I just started seeing all the states, and, and here I'm back here on this podcast <laughs> and i didn't know what a podcast was till a tourist a while back come by and he said he's been looking for me for five years and i give him a couple books and i sit downtown and eric at, at, at the stoplight and i just sit out in, in the sunshine and he's come back and he he, he went looking for me mm-hmm. and he showed up at the store there at 6 30 in the morning store don't open till seven and i and i seen his van i looked through the window and he's standing there he's only has one arm and i said that's a wizard <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. And uh-huh. Anyway, I, he, he said he was looking for me. The lady at the working there, she said, he's looking for you. 
Uh-huh. I said, oh, really? He said, you gave me two books five years ago. He's in California here somewhere. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, I had to come back and tell you about them books and the people that got them. And he starts sharing this stuff with me. He goes out in the van. If you if you ever seen the book, you'll see what he's what he's talking about, which I never really took notice to it. But he goes out in the van. He's working with his one arm, and he pulls out this pill bottle and he puts it in his pocket. And he said, I said, "We go back and have coffee." He got to telling me all kinds of these stories, and he said, "This this sounds crazy," but he said, uh, "Oh my gosh, what do you call it? Well, I can't believe a staff." He said, "I'm I'm I'm." I'm holding a cane that a very good friend of mine named Cheryl Overstreet that we shared this journey together. She passed away of cancer just a while back. But uh, he said, "This he said, I found your staff. And I was like, man, I was like, what are you talking about, you know? <laughs> and he shows it to me in his pill bottle. And it's the perfect shape at the top of the stick. And he calls it my staff. Uh-huh. Oh. I'm like. Okay, because he's a like you thought, he's, you know, he's, he's a looks wizard. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he and he's carried this, and he said, and he's found. He said, "This look." He said he put it to the. He said, "Look." I said, "You're right." He said, "You're exactly right." So so he, and he says, and this is what got me about meeting Stephanie, is he said, you know, I did the first podcast in California. Uh huh. I didn't know what a podcast was, and he starts telling me about it. So then I go in and meet Stephanie, and I said, she's talking we're talking photography and she's taking some flower pictures and ask her you know what she what kind of pictures she's taking you know uh-huh. and uh so finally i looked through her pictures on her phone she's sharing with me and uh they a little bit I, I said do you have any questions for me she said yeah would you talk on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i thought you, you know i just thought maybe you need some you know advice on some photography <laughs> well yeah i want you to talk on my podcast or would you and i'm like I said, oh, my God. I said, that's crazy. <laughs> so I get are. a text from Stephanie. <laughs> I get a text from Stephanie. She goes, hey, I just booked someone for, for Topa Talk. And I went, who'd you book? You know? Usually I was we like, bounce, I don't really know. We, we usually bounce ideas on each other. She goes, well, his name's Sam. He came into work because you two met at your work. Yeah. And um, and she said, he just, you know, was one of the most interesting conversations I've ever had. And I have to have him on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's so you, Sam, are a very spiritual man. You are, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you, you know, it seems like you are a man of God. It sounds like your spirituality and your faith have really led you to make a lot of these, um, these choices as far as your art and your writing and sharing it with the world. Yeah, I believe it's, I believe I'm guided. I mean, I believe it's not me doing it. I really don't. And to share that story, uh, here in a little bit i'll give you a little insight on that i had a i started out uh, i bought an old one-room schoolhouse in eric i found it on the other end of town it come from 18 miles southwest down their way in the country out in the breaks it was old and and uh, nobody all the went anyway so it needed a lot of attention so i found it and i bought it and i moved it over to and i'll tell you this is where it all starts i moved it over to uh, the old homestead where i grew up the one-room school was called the North Elm School. I did not realize this. I ended up setting the North Elm School, and then I'm days later thinking, well, what's my address here? I put the North Elm School on 122 North Elm Street. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea what that, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh-huh. So that's, so it all started there. And then, of course, my I mentioned my dog, and I mentioned a lot of things in this book that I'm doing, but... Um, so it starts there, and then uh, 
You know, one day I, t- I took the picture of the white horse that I've shared with you, and it's called mm-hmm. First I Light. Love it. Yeah, it's on the cover of both books. Well, I've got that framed up in my gallery. So I turn to one room school into my gallery, and I sell my little house, and I live in the gallery. It's an old wood stove, and teacher used to live on the stage, so I I set up my bed, and and uh, man, I had all. It was awesome living in there for like then in the winters and things and cooking and and this is an old schoolhouse, an old one room school. And at one time, there's only one student went there. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. oh my gosh! All this history is with this schoolhouse. Yeah. Wow. So I started having tourists from all over the world coming by, and I'm having these awesome visits, and they're leaving. I'm like, wow, why did that happen? You know. And mm-hmm. so this is all that kept going. So one day I've got the uh, first light framed up in there, and I got it on an easel, and I was telling this lady, you know, I said. Uh, just beautiful and i said yeah i said you know i said i don't really feel like i took his picture i feel like god took his picture uh-huh. and i promise y'all i share this 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 opportunity to share this again when i said i feel like god took his picture i promise you at the end of that sentence this light bulb exploded and shattered and landed at her feet really and that is the honest to god truth wow. i called a preacher huh. friend of mine and i said did i make god mad at me he said you know god loves you don't you and that's the honest truth. And that's where that's where all this started. Yeah. Beginning was from the one room school in the gallery. Yeah. And so it's like now, first, so much more to to be told. That's what I'm putting in this book. Right. But first, it, but, but it's stories like that. First light is this gorgeous photo of yours that you took. It's 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 in the Oklahoma State Arts Collection. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. And this is the this is the photo that you're talking about in this mm-hmm. story in particular yes. where you, you feel God took the photo. Yeah, I feel like I didn't take his picture. It was I mean, like an outer body experience almost. Like you're a vessel for, yes, for yes, the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not trying to try not to I'm not trying to look at myself as a preacher or a, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just following my heart and this is what I do. Yeah. And it all starts just coming to me. So just, what can you share any like fun experiences and meetings that you've had in Ojai in our little community here? It, yes, I can. And you know where it's at? <laughs> I'm going to tell you all something. I want to send a shout out. You have, I have had the most wonderful times riding your local trolley. Oh, I, I love, love the, the trolley. trolley. I love the trolley. I used to take it everywhere <laughs> when I totaled my car. <laughs> I love the trolley. I love the people on it. There is some of the most kindest people that ride that trolley. And, and and then I'm gonna tell you something else. That on Mondays and Tuesdays, that trolley is a church. Really? Yes, yes, it is. Tell us about that. It's a rolling church. What do you mean by In that? In what way? Well, the spirit is there. Mm-hmm. The bus driver has helped so many, and and they all talk about several different things. And and I watch her just. I don't know how to explain it, but the energy, the spirit, the spirit lives in there when this happens. I've been to all these other buses, and nobody ever talks, and it's like a defense. But on Monday and Tuesday. And I told her when I got off uh, Monday, I said, you keep these church doors open. Mm. And that was the truth. That's the way I felt about it. Yeah. I love the trolleys. Yeah. So you asked me about that. And, and that's where I started kind of getting some traction and meeting some friends. I mean, I call them friends, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody. I dropped in here like an alien in a parachute. <laughs> I don't know anybody. And I'm trying to make friends, but I'm just... <laughs> You know, well, winging so it. <laughs> you said you said that you came in and stayed in Ohio for five months, and it didn't go didn't exactly go. as planned. Mm-mm. Now um, you were, you know, promoting your book, and it just the connection wasn't there. But now this time around, what happened? What's the difference? Well, okay, so that's what my girlfriend said. <laughs> she said, "Sam said before you was kind of, you know, you was nervous and you was like trying to sell or push, and said that don't that ain't what you do." 
So this time I went I went down to uh went on a corner, found a bench on the corner right down from the Rainbow Bridge. Uh-huh. Busy little intersection right there. Yeah. So I sit there and just like I do back home. Uh-huh. Just like I do back home. Just sit and watch people. And I just sat there and had the most wonderful time watching all the different cars of Ohio. I've never seen none of this. All the different people watching them drive and watching them come to the intersection, watching them cuss people. <laughs> I mean, watching all of it from the outside looking in. And then I start having some wonderful visits with people coming by, some Jehovah Witnesses and some just people, you know, and that's where and that's where it all started was was to 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 be who I am. Uh-huh. Maybe I was too much pushing things. So it's it's all coming together, and I and Ohio is awesome. Um, Did you get your hands on some crystals as well? Yeah. Oh, yes. And I brought. I've been walking over selenite. I didn't know what selenite was. I love crystals. And I've been so walking over selenite back in Oklahoma for forty years. I know where they're at. And here it is, and 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 it's like I looked it up, and anyway, it has a meaning. It has a meaning about That's energy beautiful. and stuff. So, oh yeah. So I brought a so I brought a bag of it with me, and I've been giving it to people, and, and <laughs> met a wonderful man named uh, Tom, and I heard y'all talk about the farmers market. Uh-huh. You meet some really neat people in there. Yeah. So Tom had a selenite necklace, big rock hanging. I said, I like your necklace. He said, Oh, and that's how. I, and anyway. So I give him. So I met him and I give him some selenite rocks, and he took me out to his uh, to the oranges and the olives, and showed me how y'all. It's all new to me, you know. Yeah. So, oh wow! So he gave me and lemons. I love lemons. So best lemon I ever ate. So he shares with me his fruit and his. Uh huh. So that's yeah. I I think I think it's I think it's great, and I think it's I love the fact that you know you're here the second time around. You've kind of paused a little bit more. You've kind of you began to mingle with the Ojai culture a little bit more. And, you know, it's funny hearing you on the intersection, like you said, seeing people cussing each other out and rushing. <laughs> I think you're here to tell us all to slow down. If you can. And enjoy. If you can. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things about Ojai is that, to me, it feels slower, for sure, mm-hmm. than other places that I've lived. But there's still so much opportunity for all of us to just take a moment every day even to just slow down and let yourself process and go oh, through and, the emotions oh and i hate getting the horn so that's why i quit driving i come in mm-hmm. i was driving too slow and i'm getting the horn everybody honking yeah so i parked the pickup and that's when i just started driving or walking yeah because i mean i, I don't understand why you gotta blow your horn at somebody they made a mistake okay but why you got just sound your horns uh, yeah I, think, I have this I theory too honking at someone should be a precaution or no it should be like if you're gonna (laughs) if you're you're gonna gonna back up and hit into me or if i'm gonna hit you yeah but as a sign of aggression i think it's stupid i think think it's it's so dumb i think it's also like the the weirdest self-centered moment of your life because why is where you're going so much more important than where i am going and what i am doing so why are you why is like why am i in your way first of all i'm not (laughs) just going through my life right and like just because you're in a rush does not mean that I need to have anxiety or be in a rush. Exactly. You know? And it's exactly. and so people can't put themselves they get so mad at other drivers and it's like each one of us are going through our lives Right. The best we can. If I'm we're behind, all just doing our best. If I'm behind a really slow driver and I'm feeling like caught up in the rush of it all and yeah. I'm thinking, Why are they going twenty miles an hour? I try to remind myself, okay, 
how would you want someone to treat my like grandma. I tell myself yeah. if this is my grandma driving in front of me how would I want someone my age to treat her or a student driver if this is my nephew learning how to drive how would I want someone vice versa if someone's rushing behind me I go maybe they are late to their first date with someone they really weren't <laughs> headed off with maybe they're on their way to the hospital yeah. either pass them or let them pass and we get call over that it. the benefit get, of the doubt don't get don't get too caught up in <laughs> so, it all yeah so 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 that's what I mean by me. I'm sitting on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing all this. It's like, do you I, think, see, I, see, I see what people's going through, and they're going too fast, too fast, too fast. Do you think you had this kind of realization at 23, or was there a specific moment where you really stepped into your spirituality? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I got saved when I was 10, um, so I had Jesus in my heart, but no, it was... It was knowing <laughs> that she's in, you know, close to death. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's like, I, I ain't ready to die yet. <laughs> I got some, got some things I got to get done. Did you have that moment speaking to God, speaking to your higher power of, hey, I'm not, I'm not ready to die yet? Yeah. And I'll tell you this story. My whole life's full of these stories, but there was a little, uh, little church down the road from where I live and it's, it was called the Mount Zion Mission. Some elderly people, I don't know, seven, eight, a handful of people, and they turned this old grain building into a church. And uh, the preacher asked me one day, he said, I'd like for you to come down, and we'd like to lay our hands on you and heal you. Well, I kind of bounced back and forth about it, and like I said, I, so so one evening I walked down the road, just took off walking like I walked to your place here, and uh, walked through those doors, and the elderly laid their hands on my shoulders and he anointed my head with oil and they prayed over me and 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 again this is what you want you know i'm just sharing this i felt this heat in my chest where that tumor was and uh so i went back to tulsa i was taking my treatments every three weeks i believe so i drove back to tulsa and they said your blood counts doubled after that so i want to believe that he's had a part in this yeah and that's why I'm here, and yeah, I don't know if I answered your question right, but absolutely, but that was a deep experience. Absolutely, I and was just kind of curious because you are inspirational in a sense where you know you have a um, in your own mind a deeper understanding of why we are here and why you are here, and I think that if someone could find that within themselves to to have an understanding of why they're here and what their journey is and what their message is. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful thing. And that's really what I get from you is you are a man on a journey. Yeah. 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 And I think that to your point of slowing down is like all of these miracles happen to people every single day, but they're not ready and willing to accept them as something other than just, Oh, this happened. And now I'm moving on. Exactly. I, I'm not reflecting. I'm not open to anything <laughs> higher than what is happening on the surface right, level. Right. So you have all these incredible stories and recollections and these, these experiences with your higher power because you've allowed yourself to accept them in. Exactly. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like yes. Yes. You have accepted it as and such. Contemplative about I, it. I'm not judge. I, I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to judge people. That's one of the hardest things I think we can t- practice on it to try it. It's not to judge somebody, but yeah. just to accept them or 
you know, just observe. 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 You, are, you are not a judge. You are an observer, and I could tell that I about work you. hard at that. Try yeah. not to judge, but to observe and You're understand. You're extremely observant of people, and yeah. that's how you understand people, I feel, on a deeper level. Yeah. I think that's an important lesson because I think right now, especially, it just feels like everybody is so quick to point a finger or so quick to say, to label you as something. Or stone you. Or, yeah, or, or stone, stone you, you rather than take the moment to try to get to know you or understand why. Rather than rushing to judgment, observe, ask questions, and learn to accept or inspire, you know? And I want to talk about your website here. You gifted us with these really cool wine corks. They're very cute. We'll make sure to post them on Instagram so you can see them. It's an invention that he made, and they are almost pop socket like i had to show him you know what a pop socket was you learned something today too <laughs> yeah. on a phone that's almost as a wine cork version of a pop socket but where there's a little magnet there's it's interchangeable photos it's two of his beautiful of photos his beautiful, is this one first light yes no no, first, no the pink one no, that's is. A, that's the golden river cowboy that's uh oh, okay this close is first light uh-huh oh beautiful and they're really cool and you could go on his website which is www <laughs> dot i'm such yeah the world wide web the world wide web uh <laughs> steppingstonesart.com yeah that's that's my new that's my new thing that's his website did charm help you with that website oh my god yeah she's like i said <laughs> she's the backbone all shout this out stuff. to charm shout out to charm she emailed us <laughs> too to with, with great information about you yeah she's she's took over like i said she's a fuel solage to another rocket i guess but she's the lucky charm that one <laughs> she's oh she's good. okay i see what you did there <laughs> I'm, i like to do personal branding <laughs> she's quite a blessing lucky charm so. how cute is that she's uh yeah well, that's incredible. I mean, what so what an interesting life story, honestly. What's your next step? Do you uh, know it yet or are you just letting life take you on a journey here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. But you sit but 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 Ansel Adams was my mentor. Really? And yes, back when I started, You're Ansel Adams was my mentor. And I've always wanted to go to Yosemite and I am this close to reaching it. I know it's like 400 something well, miles. Well, I was going to say you're not very far. We got to get you there. It's easy. It's like that's my that's well, my you that's take a, you take a bus to Bakersfield and then in Bakersfield there's a bus to go to Yosemite. Okay, well see, I'll, I'll have to write all that down. But see, I'm, <laughs> yeah, you should do it. It's the most gorgeous place ever. You've never been. No. Oh my god. And see, Ansel Adams photographed all that. Yes. So you asked me my next step. I'm trying to reach Yosemite. You have to go. Oh, we're gonna help you. Seeing with that. Half Dome for the first time is going to. <laughs> you're just gonna lose it. And El Capitan. Oh my god, Yosemite is easily my very favorite place. Really? Well, in see, the world. I've studied all of his photographs. And it's all absolutely that, and stunning. His books oh, and I can't wait for you to I go. I love Ansel oh, Adams. Oh my goodness. I really do. I did too. And like I said, I never knew him, but I knew him through his photographs. You know what I mean? His photograph spoke to me. If you don't know Ansel Adams, you need to get on Google, but it's just the most gorgeous Yosemite. They're black and white. Yes, he's a black and white mostly. And at a time when national parks were really getting considered to be not as important or maybe they didn't want resources and like photos is kind of what helps save some of these spaces because you can tell so much storytelling through photos and to be able to like get a photo to everybody in the United States and be able to connect them all in one thing. Like that is one of the biggest reasons why natural resources are protected is because we can all connect to a photo. It's interesting that Ansel Adams is such an inspiration for you because your photos and his photos are so 
similar oh, and extremely different at yeah. the same time. They're similar in they a sense you that when you look, say, at, you look at Ansel Adams' photos, you look at your photos, especially First Light, and you, it feels like a breath of fresh air. Like you're taking a deep breath and taking this in. But then you have extremely vibrant, colorful, um, saturated photos, whereas he has very, they're all black and white. Right. That's pretty amazing. But his tonal scale, see, and I, and I studied, he's, he's invented the tonal scale. The tones. I had to learn all this from the beginning. I had, I didn't go to no photography schools or anything. I read and I learned from everything, piece of information I could get hold of, you uh-huh. know, and uh, studied the light every day, everywhere I went, just walking. Anyway, so yeah, I've, I've had to, I've had to learn all this, and it's been a, it's had some pretty big waves in it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, so. Was I going to go with that? But anyway, I had something. <laughs> yeah, else. you got to get to Yosemite. Yeah, We're going to so. get you there. If you could give one just piece of advice for the world right now, because I, I think that you're a good man to give it. It seems like you have quite a lot of life experience and you have profound things to say. What would you, what's a piece of advice? Some fatherly advice you could just give to someone <laughs> listening who needs it right now. Forgive. Oh my God. Forgive. Amazing. One word. There's so much power in forgiveness. Yeah, it's the hardest thing you can do. And have, and is that something you have a lot of experience with, forgiveness? Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Also forgive yourself, not necessarily even other people. Forgiving yourself is like the biggest thing you can do to set yourself free. Yeah, yeah, forgive. Wow, okay, you heard it. I love it. Um. So... Uh, how, how much longer I mean oh, oh, we, <laughs> we can, we can keep we going can, if you want to keep going or we can wrap it up wanna, I don't want to stop <laughs> right <laughs> so well hit us with another story oh gosh let's see I could pull one out of the hat uh, <laughs> let me think a minute I'm thinking back into the book oh okay so I can tell you this story I'm, I'm going to give you pieces of the book and it's, and it's titled Exit 7 and it's when I'm exiting off of the interstate into Eric and that's how it all began uh huh so I'm going to Cimarron, New Mexico to do a show. And this is a long story. You can find it in the book. So I'm going to shorten it. But anyway, I've got the U-Haul loaded down with my frames and my pictures. And I'm headed to uh, Aspen Cade in Red River, New Mexico. And I've never been there before. I get pulled over at 1030 at night. The cop, I see him coming and I didn't realize I was speeding. I mean, back home, the speed limits pick up, you know, 20, 35, 45, 55. So I'm going through there, and, and uh, like I said, I've never been there before, and it's dark, and I see him coming, so I pull over, and he comes up to the window, and he says, sir, he said, what's your hurry? And I just started stumbling with my words, and I said, I'm not drug, I'm not doing drugs, I'm not drinking. I said, I'm nervous. <laughs> I said, I'm going, and I couldn't. I said, Aspen Cade, I'm going to Aspen Cade. Oh, he said, well, what's your hurry? And I said, well, officer, I didn't realize I was speeding, but, you know, back home, the speed limits picks up, and. He said, yeah. He said, you were speeding. He said, you realize how fast you're just going? He said, no. He said, you're doing 70 and a 35. Oh. Good for like, you. Yeah, good for me. <laughs> 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 so, and uh, so I said, okay, well, you know, he's real nice. And I was real polite to him. And I said, officer, if I'm guilty, I'm guilty. But I said, I, you know, this is the way it is back home. Yeah, he said, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. I said, all right. So I'm waiting my punishment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I don't have no money <laughs> and uh, so he comes back and I'm watching him come up to the mirror and he hands me this ticket and he says sign here he said you've been so polite to me he said I've reduced this ticket down we won't be on your record and I said well oh, that's I appreciate nice. that yeah. Aww. so 
He says, what do you do? And I said, I'm a photographer out in western Oklahoma. I said, I do western scenes. I said, I give him a card. I said, would, would you like to see some of them? He said, yeah, sure. So he's got the police car on me, lights flashing, headlights. I go around there and open the U-Haul door. Looks like a drug bust. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from everyone else driving by. They're showing pictures of sunsets. <laughs> so, so it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So I just opened the show before I even get to the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm showing. <laughs> and so, yeah, these are things that's coming up in the book. So anyway, uh, his name was, uh, anyway, oh my gosh, I can't remember now. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. Sadil, uh, anyway, so, so I, sir, I said, sir, I said, you mind if I unpad this picture? He said, no, go ahead. So I unpad the picture, and it's of an old homestead, snowy homestead, which fires burning all down now. But anyways, it's a beautiful picture. It's one of my favorites when I first started. He said, oh, wow. He said, that's a photograph. And I said, yeah, this is what I do out in Western Oklahoma. He said, okay. And he got a call or something. He had to go back to the car. I said, you, sir? I said, you mind if I unpad, you know, show you one more? Oh, of course, he said. Now, here's where it gets going. I, uh, he comes back, headlights shining on, on me and in in inside that U-Haul trailer. I unpad the first light, the white horse, and I turned and show it to him. And I could see in his face, his eyes, I don't know what happened. But there was something that he connected something there. Something clicked. Yes. Something clicked. And I could see it in his eyes. And he said, oh, wow. You know, and he didn't say much more after that. So I said, oh, so, oh, and before that, I give him a cross because I said, have you ever heard of the movie? Oh, so I give him a cross, uh, a picture of a cross. And I said, have you ever heard of the movie Pay It Forward? And he said, I just watched that last night. Uh, uh I said, give this to your wife and pay it forward. And uh, so that's how that, anyway, so that's all in the story. Uh And and, and so, so, so he, so I I shut the door and he looks at me and he says, he's got this ticket in his pocket. He says, Sam, he said, you don't worry about this ticket. He said, it's gone. You don't, you're not getting a ticket. Yeah. I said, officer, I said, you pulled me over something tonight. And I said, I ain't sure what. I said, I don't think it had anything to do with this speeding ticket. Lightning no. busted out of the sky. Oh no! Hit the rims of the mountains. What? Started pouring down rain like a baptism. Wow! Ten thirty at night, Cimarron, New Mexico. It's in the book. It's a fact. How do these, we get these? These books? are these are pieces. These are pieces that I'm saying yeah. because they're real. They're not. They're not made up. Everything I'm telling you is real. Will yeah. your book be available on the website? I don't know. I'm still working. I'm trying to get it organized. And Charm is going to get it organized. Well, yeah, I Charm know. has my email, so make sure when the book is ready, she can email me. Not I what think the situation. The main is. thing I'm taking from this interview is next time I get pulled over, I'm going to say I don't think you pulling me over. <laughs> with how fast you I need was to get some officer. photos in your car. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I need to get a little bit of talent to share with get the world. Get some talent. <laughs> get some insight. Okay, that so, is amazing. So, so, so his name's B.J. Sedillo. That's uh-huh. what his name is. Okay, so he said, he said, I'm coming to ask McKay to see you to your art show. I want you to meet my wife and my son. Wow. <clears throat> okay, I said, well, that's great. So I'm, in, I'm set up, and I'm, I've got my art show going on there at the community building, I believe. And I'm walking out in this big parking lot. I don't know why I'm walking around out there. I'll promise you, I'll walk right by the door. The door opens, nearly hits me. Uh-huh. It's B.J., and uh-huh. his wife and his son. How far was that from where you were pulled over? 30 miles, I believe. He said, really? He's told me I had about 30 miles to go, you know, and watch. So he traveled to come see your show, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. So so he comes in and and he says, uh, I meet his family and I show him the pictures. He says, Sam, I, I got to tell you something. He said, the night I pulled you over and I said, you show me that white horse. 
He said, I, I know some people that's lost a loved one, and I've been having a vision of a white horse to give to them. Wow. Oh. Wow. And this is the truth. And he's come to tell me that. And that's what I saw in his eyes. I told you, I've seen yes. some. Yes. So I handed it to him, and I said, here, you take this, and you take it to them. Uh-huh. I didn't charge him, you know, but just take it to where it belongs. Oh. So that's what I do. That's just what I Paying do. Paying it forward you everywhere have such you can a go. Deep understanding. People of, help me, yeah. and I help them, and it's and I'm a true believer in karma. Uh huh. And that's just that's the story, and that's that's who I am, and here I am. Well, gosh dang it, Samuel. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm feeling extremely. I'm feeling really uplifted. inspired. I'm feeling really <laughs> uplifted and inspired to slow down, oh, help one another, help open one your another, eyes, yes. be observant in the world without judgment. What a nice feeling to just observe oh. without judgment. Yes. This has been... It takes so much energy <laughs> the most to judge others. <laughs> like thing oh ever. This is amazing. So I come in here and I, and I and my first friends that I met was the homeless. Uh-huh. And I have a... The homeless live in my heart. And and that's when I took the first light. I went to Atlanta, Georgia to photograph the homeless at a place called the Blood and Fire Homeless Shelter. And I just got back and I said, God, I don't feel like I've done you a good enough job. Well, then that's when first light come in. Mm-hmm. And he gave me first light. Yeah. So I have a thing in my heart for the homeless. So anyway, that's that's where the book starts to end, which I thought was ended, but 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 there's another chapter and it was in Ohio. So yeah, I thought it was going to end in Yosemite, but it ended here, and I was like, oh my god! I thought it was. I was thought I was going on Yosemite. Yeah, but the but the pages ended here. Wow! For this book, for this book, next book, maybe somebody will have its entire own book. What's that now? Maybe Maybe somebody will have its own entire book. You never know. Oh, and so 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 here's Charm again, and so I told Charm. Oh, so I start writing, and I'm just I'm grabbing cardboard out of the dumpsters because they make great writing pads, you know, and they don't. I can write on this, so I'm writing and writing and writing every day, all day, uh-huh. writing this book, putting all this down because I know it's got to be done. It's just hit me. It's on cardboard. Done. On cardboard, <laughs> piece of cardboard Whoa. from the dumpster. <laughs> Hello, I got resourceful. This, wow. I got these piles of cardboard of notes. So then I go. To, <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> so, so then I go to this quiet place. It's called Texola Lake, exit one. And I sit at my old car table under a cottonwood tree. And I start transform. I start taking all those notes piled up on my car table. And I'm putting them down on legal pad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting all that organized. And I get it finished where I could read it off into a cassette. And I send it to Charm. And I said, Charm, I said, uh, all I can tell you is, and she knows when I tell her something. <laughs> I said, find a, find a quiet place. And just push play. Uh-huh. Well, she said, Sam, she called me back later that evening or something. She said she didn't find a quiet place at first. But she she was driving down the road and she said she'd push play. And she said, she said she was blown away. She said, I had to pull over. She said, where did you come up with those words? You took me in and out and back in. I said, I don't know how you done that. Well, it's not me, you know. I'm not a writer. Yeah newspaper people uh, did report on me one back and I said Sam Hagen turns to writing <laughs> I don't know I'm I'm not a writer but but it had to be told and and uh, she's real excited about it and she said it's a novel uh-huh well I didn't know nothing about a novel or anything I looked up in the dictionary and it's so many words well this don't have that many words but it has photographs which has a lot of words I feel so she said it's a novel and I said charm it's a movie oh a movie? Yeah. Do is that something you would like to see? I'd like to see it. Who in would a movie. play you, Sam? 
Come on, Sam. Who would play you? <laughs> Ooh, yes. Who would, who play, would play you? you? I don't know, but there's so George much. George Clooney. <laughs> there's so much in between the pages that's not in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. If they ever ever thought about it like a movie. Oh my God, I got so much more, but I can't keep, I can't. Well, your life, your life is, is, you know, from the photos alone and the stories you tell it, you're, I'm in agreement with you. I it's think cinematic for it's sure. It's cinematic. It's cinematic and it requires that kind of attention, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, All right, you, Samuel, yeah. we're, we're putting it out into the universe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sam Hagen, who is a vessel for the higher power creatively. That's how I understand you. Well, I don't know. I, maybe is this interview starting to come to end? But God, I just thank God to have this opportunity and for y'all to open up your house and 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 have this message or anybody's message. They can come in this room and you can you can broadcast it to, to so many people. You have such a awesome tool here. Yeah, thank I'm blown you. away with this podcasting. Thank you for joining. Before us. I come in, I, I I had to study. You know, I got on uh-huh. the phone and that's my girlfriend even laughed. She said, "Oh my God, you're using the." You're using the phone to find stuff. And I said, yeah, I said, listen to this. I said, they're podcasting. <laughs> and it's here been, you are. It's been such a pleasure to, to I know. To I'm so glad that we got to to meet at yeah. the bar and then that you were open and willing to come here with us today and share your story, which is so cool. What a cool story. I think it's just uh, roads connecting, you know, intersections. I think we just connect. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Sam. So, yes. I don't think this is the last of us hearing from you in I life. I want to know more. There's so much more to tell. <laughs> oh, we'll be looking out so for your book. More. We, yeah. Um, and I, I hope to see some photos from Yosemite. You got to make it there. Yeah, you're not yeah. very far. Yeah, and I've learned I've, when I got to LA. I studied Union Station pretty good, trying to figure out how to get from there to Yosemite. But anyway, thank, thank y'all, and God, God bless y'all. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much, Sam. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.